Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You see, there comes a point that we become legalistic. And we put all this stuff down and we forget about man. God cared for people. You'll see all through this story that the religious leaders didn't care for the people. They were just side issues. A shepherd is supposed to take care of the sheep, but they didn't care. They were only concerned about their laws, their rules, and their regulations. So a man's life is more important than religious ritual. It's very common for us as we spend more time in church structure to begin to equate our opinions about how things should be with God's actual intent for us. This was the problem that the religious leaders of Jesus' time had. They were missing God's point. Jesus, in doing what he did, was trying to get their attention and get them to repent. They were unwilling to really hear what Jesus was saying, so they got the judgment that they deserved. Pastor Mark will be teaching on the importance of Jesus' focus on man rather than on ritual. The fact that God made the Sabbath and other things to serve man, not the other way around. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark as he begins his message, No, 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 or Yes, Yes, Yes. We're going to be in the book of Luke, chapter 6, but also as you get there, just put your finger there and you can go back to the second book of the Bible, Exodus. We'll start there this morning just for a short period of time. So again, glad to have all of you here. I want to see how many of you have one of these, if you'll take a look. How many have one of these things called a Fitbit? Let me see your hands. Okay, good. Don't be ashamed. It's okay. Good. Wonderful. Now, you say, well, Pastor, what's the deal with a Fitbit? Well, it helps you do a number of things, many things. One, it tells you how you're doing with your calories as you eat. Many of you say, well, that's why I don't have one of them suckers. (laughs) Exactly. It tells you how you're doing with your sleep at night, right? It does. And it also tells you what? How many steps you're taking in a day to see what's happening. Somebody said, that's another reason I don't have one of those. Well, you're going to see this morning, if we'd have had a Fitbit back in Jesus' time, the Jewish people would have been a lot easier because there was a regulation from the Jewish religious leaders that you couldn't walk on the Sabbath more than one half mile. So one half mile is approximately equal to a thousand steps. So you get to 999, you better be vigorous. You go 101, baby, you're in trouble because you broke the law. How many glad we don't live there today? Amen. So we're going to see this conflict this morning as we're studying in the book of 
of Luke, this conflict between the Jewish religious leaders and Jesus. You see, the focus initially will be on this thing called the Sabbath. We'll explain that in short to you. And what is legal to do on this Sabbath, which was the Jewish day given by God to them? Well, two things I want you to write out right now. Here they are. And this is the focus of our teaching through the service. Religious leaders, these Jewish religious leaders, their mindset, their lifestyle was this. No, no, no. Legalism, bondage, everything was wrong. They were always nitpicking. They're always looking. They're always negative. On the other side of this conflict is Jesus. And he says, no, it's yes, Yes, yes. In other words, I came to bring you freedom, and that freedom comes because of grace. Now, I want to see this morning, we're in church, so you have to be honest. How many of you kind of relate a little more to the no, no, no? I just want you to raise your hand. Let me just see your hands. Raise them. Good. Keep them all raising. We're going to be praying for you at the end of the service. Yeah. How many of you, let's be honest, how many of you sometimes during a week, you're kind of a no, no, no person? Let's raise our hands. We're in church. Let's raise both of our hands right now. Yes, that's us. But we don't want to be that way. We want to be what kind of people? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Turn to your neighbor and say, yes, yes, yes. That's what we want to be. So this whole teaching that Jesus is going to do is about the Sabbath. Look at Exodus chapter 20, second book of the Bible, Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. This is one of the Ten Commandments. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. That word Sabbath simply means this, to cease, to rest, to stop. When God created the world, he created a weekly pattern of how we're to live. It has never changed. And this weekly pattern was for people when he created the world. How did he do that? Well, when God created the world, for six days he worked with the creation. On the seventh day, he was so tired and wiped out that he rested. No, that is not true. God never gets tired. How many are glad for that? Okay, like he's not sleeping right now. That's good. No, what this was, was he gave this as an example for you and me. It's the pattern of a week is seven days. We were created... Now, some of you are going to be no people, ganguzo people now. He created us to work six days a week and to rest. Let's see how your math is. One day. That's what you want to write right here. This is God's plan. It has never changed. Yes, notice the principle. We were created to rest and refocus and recharge One day a week. 
The other six, we were created to work. Work is not a bad word. Work's a good word. It's good for us. God designed you and I to work. Now, we're going to see how that fits in and how maybe you're doing with this pattern of six and one. Is there a day that you rest, relax, kick back, do something different, focus on the family, focus on God, lots of things. Now, you're in the right chapter. There's some other things given to this thing called the Sabbath. Look down at verse 10. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord, your God. On it, you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your manservant, your maidservant, nor your animals. Now, we have a dog named Kimmy. She doesn't get this law. She rests seven days a week. How many have a pet just like that? Exactly. Now, I didn't say husband. I said pet. How many? Okay. Not your animals, not your aliens, which are just the foreigners that lived with the Jewish people within your gates. So what happened to this principle of rest? Well, by the time that Jesus started walking on this earth, the Jewish people, the religious leaders, had abused this principle, and they designed 39 no's. 39 things you couldn't do, they defined him as work. So I want you to write this down. Here's what Jesus was walking into. That which was to be restful and good for man had been abused by the Jewish leaders. They were legalistic. They were bondage people. Here it is. No, by Jesus' time, the Sabbath had become work instead of rest. The whole principle to rest for a day, to kick back, to enjoy people, to enjoy God, had been abused. And, you know, 999, (laughs) work, I'm going to be in trouble. And so with these 39 rules and categories of no, what was that like? Well, they defined what burning was. It was work, carrying, writing, cooking, sewing, tearing, planting, building. Any of those things was work. No, 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 you can't do that on the Sabbath. Now, what was work defined as? Listen to this. The weight of a dried fig. You picked up anything heavier than a dried fig. It was work. Ladies, you could not look in the mirror on the Sabbath because you might find a gray hair. If you pull the gray hair out, it would be work. Some of you men would like to find a gray hair, but there's none to find. So you never had to worry about working. See, following God, look at me, following God became a burden because of these oppressive rules and regulations and rituals. So Jesus is going to step in And Jesus is going to say to the people, the Jewish leaders, you're abusing, you're misunderstanding God's principle of the Sabbath. And because of that, you need to understand how I'm going to correct it back. So what is the principle in the New Testament of our seven-day week? What is the principle? Here's what you want to write. If you're new to Christianity, this is the way it's supposed to work. Christ follower, if you're a Christ follower, yes, we worship God, we follow God, we enjoy God, how often? 24-7, how many days a week? Just one day, really, right? Oh, no. 
It's 24-7. Now, why is the Christian relationship with God seven days a week? Because God lives where? Inside of us. See, the Sabbath was never really about worship on a certain day. It was about what you did on that day. Because the Jewish people didn't have a synagogue for many, many years. So they just came every day with sacrifices and things. So it isn't just about a worship time. It was about a rest time. But for you and I as Christians... We get the privilege of worshiping, serving, and following God 24-7 because he lives in us seven days a week. Now, let's go back to the book of Luke and watch what Jesus teaches. Now, let me ask you just to look at me for a moment. We're going through the book of Luke, and so as we watch Jesus, he's our role model how we're to do life. You've already seen that Jesus is a yes, yes, yes person. He's not a no, no, no person. Now, that doesn't mean he doesn't talk about sin. Of course he talks about sin. But the yes, yes, yes is the attitude of how we live life. Now, what Jesus is going to teach his disciples, because they're walking with him, he's teaching us this morning. All of us come from different church backgrounds. Some of you came from a church background, and every time you went in that church, no, 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 no. Others of you today, it's kind of different. Anything goes. You can just do whatever you want. Forget the Bible. No, no, there's a balance in that. So watch what Jesus is going to do. As the disciples get hungry. By the way, look at me. The disciples and Jesus were not rich people. You're going to see they're going through the field. They don't have any money to buy food. So they're just taking some some grain from the field, which is legal. Watch this. Verse 1. One Sabbath... Jesus was going through the grain fields. Now, we don't know what that was. Whether it was wheat or barley or corn, it doesn't matter. And his disciples began to pick some heads of grain, rub them in their hands, and eat the kernels. Now, as they did that, the Pharisees are saying, that's work. You're harvesting the crop. You cannot do it on the Sabbath. It's okay to take a little of the food, but you can't do it on the Sabbath. Look at verse 2. And some of the Pharisees then asked Jesus, Why are you doing what's unlawful on the Sabbath? Now, the Pharisees knew it was legal to go through a field because God always cared for the poor, those people that were hungry, and and just grab a little snack, kind of a little drive-through snack. You're the one picking. You're the one going to eat. Where do we get that from? Look how amazing God's word is. From the book of Deuteronomy, here's the instruction. Deuteronomy 23, 25. When you enter your neighbor's field of grain, you may pluck the heads of the grain with your hand. So it's okay. But you must not harvest it with a sickle. Isn't that amazing? Why would God put there, you must not harvest it with a sickle? Because how many guys would drive their harvester machine right through their neighbor's thing? Well, I got corn today. Did you plant it? No, my neighbor did. Thank God. See, God knows we're kind of greedy people, doesn't he? So it was okay to pick some with your hand, but you couldn't pick it all. Now, because of this, these Pharisees define rubbing the husk of the wheat or the barley or the corn as harvesting work. And working on the Sabbath was unlawful, wrong application. And so what is Jesus going to do with this? Look at verse 3. And Jesus answered them, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? 
He entered the house of God, the synagogue, and in taking the consecrated bread, he ate what is lawful only for priests to eat, and he gave some to his companions. So the first thing Jesus does, look at me, he says to these religious leaders who are the studiers of the word, uh, you're supposed to be the experts in this. Haven't you read the Old Testament scriptures? Don't you know the truth? You see, what happened is this. By this time, they knew the Bible, but they didn't know how to apply the Bible. Do you understand one of the reasons you're here? A pastor's responsibility from God is to present you the word, but then to present you the word, not just for your head, but so you can walk out of our campuses and go, okay, I got it. I know how to apply it. So they knew the principle, but they didn't know how to apply it. Eventually, Jesus is going to say to this to him, you got the principle right, but you've applied it incorrectly. That's why you need to pray for all of us as pastors, because we have to work with God to help you see how to put it into practice. You see, if we're supposed, we're supposed to know the word and then do the word, and we have to have the right application. Now, what happens as you watch this going? Jesus goes back to the Old Testament. Let me just summarize it for you quickly. David, King David, was, had some of his men, and they were battling and they were running from the enemy at this time. They were hungry. They didn't have time to eat. And David goes into the tabernacle, and he says to the priest that's there, once a week, they would set out 12 loaves of bread for God, the showbread. And at the end of those seven days, they'd remove those. The priest then could eat that bread. Only the priest, David is not a priest, he's a king, and new bread was put there for God. So David goes into the priest, and he goes, I, I know I know the principle. I know what God instructed us to do. Would you inquire of God and ask him if we are allowed to eat some of this bread that you've just removed? So the priest went to God and he came back to David and said, yes, you and your men can eat some of this bread, even though it's not for you and God will not judge you. So Jesus was saying to the Pharisees, you already have a principle. You missed the principle of the Sabbath. The intent of the law. Here's what it is. Write it down this morning. Jesus was saying, here's how the law should be applied. Watch this. Yes, a man's life is more important than religious ritual. You see, there comes a point that we become legalistic. And we put all this stuff down. And we forget about man. God cared for people. You'll see all through this story that the religious leaders didn't care for the people. They were just side issues. A shepherd is supposed to take care of the sheep, but they didn't care. They were only concerned about their laws, their rules, and their regulations. So a man's life is more important than religious ritual. Then Jesus shocked them. Look at verse 5. Then Jesus said to them, the son of man equal God is Lord of the Sabbath. See, these Jewish leaders were acting as if they defined the Sabbath, as if they came up with the idea. They were the Lord of the Sabbath. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. In the beginning, when God created the earth, I was there. I was part of the threesome. Let us make man 
in our image. And so Jesus says this, I am God, the Lord of the Sabbath. I decide how to apply the law. I have authority over the Sabbath. See, Jesus constantly knew this was an issue. These guys were prideful. And look at the statement he makes in Mark chapter 2. Then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. That's huge. What does he mean? The Sabbath was made for man's good. It's a blessing. Can I remind you this morning that God wants to bless us? He knows how our life should work. And so understand, that's where this work six, rest one fits in. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm not like into that. I'm I'm a seven day a week guy or work six days. No, five is good enough for me, baby. No way. No, six days and one day to rest. Now, I have a Sabbath day. It is Tuesdays. That's the day I kick back, take my wife to lunch, do stuff, work in the yard, all kind of different kind of work, different things that I'm normally doing. You need for your health a Sabbath day. It's a principle to refresh, refocus, and get ready. I'm serious. Now, it's not legalistic. I'm not going to call you and say, did you have your Sabbath this week? (laughs) But it's a principle. Why did God design six and one for whose benefit? Whose benefit? Your benefit. Well, God doesn't know me. Really? Who created you? Like, are you self-created? Of course God knows us. So he understood this principle. I have to work hard at it because I'm a a seven-day-a-week kind of a guy. You need to think about that. It's a great principle. If you want to know more about the Sabbath, I don't have time this morning, but you can go to our series we did on the Ten Commandments. You can get right on the website, calvarycm.com. Look it up. There's a whole hour, a little more than an hour teaching on the Sabbath. You can go there. Now, by the way, when we get to the New Testament, the Sabbath remains for the Jewish people. What, what, what happened with the New Testament church? We worship on the first day of the week, Sunday. Just changed. But again, the Sabbath isn't just about worship. The Sabbath is about that rest in that time that was made as a blessing from you. Well, uh, Jesus is going to go on. Look at verse 6. On another Sabbath, so the next Sabbath, we don't know if it's one week or whatever. On another Sabbath, Jesus went in to where? Let me read it like this. On another Sabbath, Jesus got up and he said to his disciples, Look, we've been two weeks in a row. We're not going back to church three weeks in a row. This is crazy. I need a day off from the Sabbath. Some of you go, praise God, Mark, where is that in the Bible? No, that is not in the Bible. On another Sabbath, what does Jesus automatically do? Where does he go? He goes to church. Now, what is Jesus doing? He's setting a principle for us. Today we learn from Pastor Mark's teaching that Jesus came to show us the way to yes, 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 rather than the Pharisees, no, no, no. God gave us the Sabbath so we could rest, refocus, and recharge. The religious dogmatists made it into a way for them to say no. We need to learn to agree with Jesus that a man's life is more important than a religious ritual. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. 
To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. In the next message, Pastor Mark will continue teaching from Luke 6, going through Jesus' daily routine. We'll see more of what he really thought of religious traditions, and we'll learn more about the reasoning behind God's establishment of the Sabbath. We'll be learning about the danger of giving the ritualistic activities more importance than the people the activities were meant to serve. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, Everyday Life of Jesus. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.